Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons, and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get started on today's episode, a little bit of business. We have another show, Speaking of Murders. Go check that out. Um, Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, so you get notified every time a new episode comes out. Uh, If you want to see photos associated with today's episode, check out our Instagram. It's linked in the show notes. If you have a case that you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, speakingofmissingpersons at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, there's two ways you can do that. Uh, share the show. Share an episode. Share it with someone you know, a coworker, a family, a friend, whoever. And if you want to go a step further than that, we have a Patreon where you get bonus episodes every other weekend. You get a shout-out on the show. And our eternal gratitude, that's linked in the show notes and the episode description. So all of that stuff said, Sarah's going to be telling our case today. Sarah, who are we talking about? Oh, real quick, side note before we get started. Um, we have contractors working at the house, so if you hear contractor noises, you know, hammers and stuff like that in the background, sorry, we're we're having some stuff done here at the house. So anyway, Sarah, who are we talking about today? Uh, today I'm going to tell you a story of a missing postal worker from the south side of Chicago. Her name is... Kiera Coles. Okay. She was 26 years old at the time she disappeared on October 2nd, 2018. Oh, so this is pretty recent. Yes. She was also three months pregnant. Oh, boy. Uh Uh-oh. Kiera was talking to her mother, Karen Phillips, on the phone on this day while she was shopping at the Wick store. She was very excited. Wait, what's the Wick store? I don't know. I don't know if it's like a Chicago thing. Well, I'm wondering because Missouri has a store specifically. If you have Wick, well, I was gonna say yeah. In Missouri, we have Wick, but you just have like specifically tagged items in the grocery store. Like, hey, this is a Wick approved item. I had that whole thought, but they kept calling it a Wick store. So I don't know if it was like because it was just groceries. It might have been just a a place that everything was approved on that's what i okay. that's what I assumed cool. She was very excited and was talking to her mom about like what the best food to get because she was pregnant, like she wanted to make sure she was eating healthy uh pickles and ice cream stories everything there is a hundred percent approved by wick, 
All you need is like pickles and ice cream. <laughs> I wonder why we don't have Wick stores here. I don't know. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's approved within the regular yeah, grocery stores and stuff. So Kiera and her mom had the type of relationship where they talked every single day. Even if even if Kiera was mad, she would at least respond with a text message to her mom. Like she never didn't speak to her. Right. She was a very responsible girl that had worked pretty much her ass off to get a full-time position at the post office like it was her dream to work at the post office because the benefits and the pay and it's a good job to have i mean i absolutely agree she had worked there seasonally for three years before getting a full-time position like she had just got this full-time position right before she went missing that's how a lot of places like that work where you'll work there seasonally for a year, two, three, then the USPS, um, I think FedEx, UPS all do that. Well, I think Target and Kohl's do that too. Do they? Um, where you work there seasonally during the when like Christmas time and then you can possibly get a position. I feel like that's the thing about USPS though is no, I don't think that a lot of jobs just randomly open up. No, no. that's the, you know, no, get the don't. job and die in the slot type of job. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you're there for 30, 40, however many years. And yeah. that's what she wanted. She wanted to, like, be there and retire from there. That's yeah. what my neighbor did. Straight up. Not only had she, like, worked really hard to get this full-time position, she had saved up to buy her own car, and she saved up to rent her own apartment so very responsible yeah she's on the right track yes and she wanted to do all of this before she had a baby so her baby was planned nice yeah it was something she it wasn't an like an accidental pregnancy good for her that takes a lot of hard work when so her mom's name is karen when karen tried to call Kiera the next day, so October 3rd, she got no answer. She started to worry a little bit, but decided to go to the apartment on her lunch break to, like, check on her daughter. She wasn't there, so Karen thought at first, like, okay, maybe she's still at work or whatever. Right. Not a big deal, but she decides to call the post office. Because she can't get a hold of her on her phone, so she calls the post office to see if she's okay. Well, she's told that Kiera had called in that day. Now, a lot of people believe that it was not her that actually called in. Right. That it was another girl pretending to be her. Next, Karen called Kiera's boyfriend, which was the father of her baby. His name is Josh Simmons. Now, Karen knew he had a key to this apartment, but he swore he didn't because she wanted him to come over, bring the key, like, let me in so I can make sure she's not in here hurt or something because she could hear the TV on in the apartment. And he just kept saying, I don't know why you think I have a key. I don't have a key, but I'll come over and, you know, I think you should call the police or whatever. That's shady as hell that, I mean, how did she know he had a key? 
pretty sure she, her daughter her told daughter her. told her okay, that so he had a key. They had, were in a relationship. They had planned to have this baby together. So that's shady that he's completely denying it. Then, and well, he's also denying that he had even seen her in a few days, but said he had talked to her on the phone the day before. Oh, sounds super sketchy to me. Right, Karen decided to call the police when she got off the phone with Josh. She wanted them to do a welfare check. Makes sense. Completely natural. To get into Kiara's apartment, they had to remove the front door from its hinges, which they did. Okay. She, I think they took it seriously because she's pregnant. Yeah. Right. So interviews I watched of Karen, like, it was so, she was so afraid that they were going to find Kiara in this apartment hurt that she went to the parking lot. Okay. So Karen was, like, so freaking out that sh- they might find her daughter in this apartment that she went and waited in the parking lot because she was like, I cannot see my daughter. Possibly in see a- her hurt. Right. But her husband at the time, so Kiera's stepfather, and the boyfriend stayed upstairs with the police. Okay. She was not inside. Obviously, if she was, this wouldn't be on the Missing Persons podcast. It would be on a a different podcast. Like I said, her TV was on. The groceries she had bought the day before were all put away. And nothing seemed out of place. Okay. At first, Karen did not want to believe that something had happened to her daughter. So she thought, like, maybe she was having, like a mood swing or hormonal things from being pregnant and she just like needed a break from everything and that she'd be back. Yeah, I don't know. This doesn't necessarily sound like a walk away type of situation. Well, how far along was she? Three months. I think my next thought would have been she was having some kind of pain or like something went wrong with the pregnancy and she went to the ER. Mm, I would have possibly checked hospitals after that. Yep. Well... By October 4th, when they had not found her anywhere, that's when Karen filed a missing persons report. So two days later after talking to her last. Yes. And the day after the police did a welfare check. Okay. Honestly, that seems reasonable because they were looking all over the place themselves. And when they turned up nothing, okay, hey, she's missing. And I'm not sure if... Okay, so... At some point, Kiara's car was found parked down on the street by her apartment, but it was not where she would normally park it. It was, like, really far away from her actual apartment. And the space that she normally parked in was empty. So I don't... It's very, like, confusing because there's not a lot of things about this case. So I don't know if they found her car on the day they did the welfare check or if they found her car on October 4th. Either way, one of those two days, they found her car. Okay. And it was not parked where it usually is. Right. And sitting in the front passenger seat was her purse, her cell phone, and her lunch box with actual lunch inside of it. So she was going to go to work. That's how it would seem. Interesting. And some of the news reports said that her post office uniform was in the trunk. Hmm. 
it, it's kind of weird though when you get more into the story. During the investigation, police found video surveillance of a woman wearing a postal uniform walking up the street near Kiara's apartment on the morning that they had done the welfare check or on the day. So they did it like in the afternoon and this video was from that morning. I mean, honestly, the way it sounds is she got home the night before after grocery shopping, put everything away, had a normal night, got up the next morning as if to go to work. And then something happened either on the way to her car or very shortly thereafter. That's how it seems with the information you have so far. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Now, this video of this woman, she, like, walks up the street, passes by Kiara's car, doesn't even acknowledge that it's her car. Then turns around and comes back the other direction. Police release this footage to news media like it's Kiera, but it's not. They know it's not, and her family knows it's not. But they're telling the news media that it is her. Okay, that's smart. Because if anybody spots this woman, they're going to call in, and they're going to know where this woman is. Well, it could be incriminating to someone if they call in with the wrong information because what's what's that called like prior knowledge or prior something you know what i'm talking about sarah when they're investigating someone and they drop information that only the killer would know i know what you're talking about it's i don't know what it's called though i would imagine a situation like that if they put out a little bit of misinformation they know the correct information family knows the correct information but to the public they put out this little bit of misinformation and see if someone right. calls to correct them on it. Yes, that was what the police wanted. They pretty much were using it as like a decoy right. kind of a deal. Like bait. Right. And Kiara's family went along with it at first because they thought that it was, the police had told them it was going to help them. But this video circulated for a year And the family finally came out and was like, that is not our daughter in that video. Yeah, because at that point, now no one is actually looking for her. They're looking for this other person. And there wasn't a single tip about that lady either? Oh, they figured the police knew exactly who that lady was. It was just another post office employee that lived in the same apartment complex. Oh. They knew exactly who she was. The whole well, entire time. oddly convenient. Well, then, if you already knew that, then why let it f- uh, go That's for that the long? Thing. It should have only Honestly, been, like, um, maybe two or three months. Well, that actually could work out to their benefit to let it go for a while because that could tell them either someone who doesn't know the complex or this other person calls in. Gives them, you know, or whatever, someone related to that person, connected to the person, calls in to correct the misinformation, or they keep quiet, and it's likely someone who's familiar with the area, possibly this other woman, the information they gain from either side of it could be beneficial. Yeah, I don't know. It just became like a thing where her family finally was like, you know what, this is all you're putting out in the media about our daughter and it's not even true. And so they were like, that's not our daughter in the video. 
and police have known that the whole entire time. Like, they even called out the police. Like, they've known. And we've known. Now, Kiara's father, I don't know where he was living at the time. Could not find that. But he drove to Chicago on the day she went missing. Well, the day the welfare check happened. And he parked outside of her apartment pretty much from that day. And he told CBS Chicago that he planned to stay there until his daughter was found. He said if his baby was out there cold somewhere, he could be cold too. And as I don't know exactly how long he stayed out there, but I know it was months and months and months. He lived outside of her apartment in his car. In the winters of Chicago. Her family also spent as many hours as they could out on the street, hanging up flyers, talking to news outlets, pretty much anyone that would listen, hoping to find Kiera. But just like most missing person cases, the media moved on, especially when there was no new information being given by the police. Now, the U.S. Postal Service also got involved with this investigation even offering like at the time they offered i think a $45,000 reward it's not that much now but Dang. it was then and since october of 2018 they chased down they had the post office has chased over 400 leads and distributed thousands of flyers Wow. Saying, Kiara Coles is a member of our postal family and we have, we will continue looking for her and following up on all leads. I don't think my work would do that for me. No. Mine either. (laughs) Mine would be like, "Mm, that sucks. My brother-in-law is my (laughs) manager and I don't think my job would do that for me either. Whatever. Michael would be on, uh, feet on the pavement like, we have to find Shauna. I have no one else to be mean to. (laughs) So then, in early 2022, the Chicago police released a new surveillance video. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. That they had the whole time. I'm going to be pissed if they had the whole time. They had it the whole time. They hoped that it would bring new attention to the case and provide them with what they needed to find her. In the video, Kiara is seen early on October 2nd carrying in her groceries. Okay. Then that evening, around 10.43 p.m., she is seen on video leaving in her car with a man who is being called a person of interest. Kiara was driving the car, and the two went to a 24-hour Walgreens where she made two ATM transactions to withdraw $400 from her account. This is the last time Kiara was caught on video, is leaving this Walgreens. But it was not the last time her car was caught on video. The man is seen parking the car in another area of the city. He exits the car through the passenger side door, and no one ever gets out of the driver's door. This is around 11.45 p.m. Now, a homicide detective named Will Sviller has studied 
every part of Kiera's case. He believes the man exited through the passenger side so that he could put the driver's seat back the way it would have been if when Kiera was driving. At the time, they think he was hoping the car would be found in this spot or that somebody would steal it. Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. Like he was mm-hmm. leaving it there to try to make it be found or for it to be stolen. Be stolen. Now, when her car was found near her apartment complex, were the keys in it? Do you know? No, I don't know. Because I'm wondering if. This... And they found no fingerprints on the car anywhere? Well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, well, I'm just thinking. There's more to the videos. If this person of interest, okay does all of that, parks the car in this random place, hops out the passenger side to leave it there. Kiara is not with him or at least not in the driver's seat. Where'd the keys go? Did he take them? Oh, well, here's the thing. The next morning, this same man is caught on video getting the car back and then driving it and parking it in the spot it was later found by police Outside of her apartment. So he took the keys, but he gets that's a good assumption. He gets out of the car, goes to her apartment, and is seen leaving carrying some unidentified items. He then gets into his car and leaves. Now, police have not released the name of the person of interest, but Karen did. All right, Karen. Karen was like, the person of interest is Josh Simmons. Oh, her boyfriend. Her baby daddy. Her boyfriend. Mm. The plot thickens. Now, he has no criminal background, and police have spoken to him quite a few times, and every time he gives conflicting information. Of course he does. Currently, he will not speak to them. He will not speak to the police. He, uh, he lawyers up. Shortly after Kiera disappeared, Josh moved out of state like to Georgia with the mother of his other children who people believe is the one who called him to work for Kiera that day. Not saying it's true, saying allegedly because no one knows. Yeah, that's, it's just so shady. And when I say shortly, I mean like weeks after she disappeared, he bounced. Like to me, I don't think Kiera knew that he had, was in a relationship with this other girl. No. And had kids with her. Like, I think Kiara was, like, like a secret girlfriend that he had. And then she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. You mean it makes sense. But that's just my yeah. thought. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of people, Karen believes he knows what happened to her daughter. She has made pleas for him to come forward and tell police what he knows, but he refuses to talk. He's got to know something. He was the last one with the her, last and he one was driving her. her car all over the city. Exactly, and he took things from her apartment, and they're pretty sure the money she took out of the ATM, she gave him. Well, I would, more I than mean, likely, yeah. Yeah, that. And, I mean, he lied to her mom from the beginning and said that he hadn't seen her in days. He straight up lied and said, I haven't seen her in days, but you're caught on video in her car, out leaving her apartment with her, leaving in her car at Walgreens, at Walgreens and in this random spot 
And then going into her apartment no, without her yeah. after that. Oh, meaning, oh, wait, he has a key. He definitely has a key. Had. But there's nothing really police can do. Because there's no, all they have is this video. Yeah, there's no concrete evidence. There's no actual evidence to prove foul play, which sucks. I hate that. I hate that too. When they have it, like, it's, it's there. It's there. It's crystal clear. Like, what what else could have happened to her? You just can't get a confession or legitimate evidence of yeah, something happening. Yeah, or you can't find her. Yeah, that's frustrating. Okay. At the time of Kiera's disappearance, she had black hair, brown eyes. She's five foot four and weighed 125 pounds. So little. Yeah, she's little. Like I said, she was three months pregnant in 2018. Currently, she would have had a four-year-old child. She had a heart tattoo on her right hand and one that said Lucky Libra on her back. And currently, there is a $25,000 reward for any information that will help find Kiera. Now, you can either call the Chicago police at 833-408-6, no, 408-0069, or you can actually call the U.S. Postal Service hotline, because they have a whole line set up for tips about Kiera, at 877-876-2455. All right, man. I I wish that guy would talk. I wish he would just. I wish they could just find some kind of evidence that he something. I, just anything. evidence in general. I, yeah. I mean, whether it was him or someone else, like, where did she go? Yeah, she disappeared she from go? the Walgreens to which this random place that believe, he showed up at with her car. Which makes me believe like he staged the things in her front seat, though, like the lunch. Why would that well, be obviously? There? Yeah, yeah, like w- she wouldn't. She went missing at between 10.45 and 11.45 at night. Yeah, but that also doesn't make sense if you're going to have another woman call in to your job. You still wouldn't have lunch and shit in your car if you weren't going to go. Well, right. Well, the way that the car was staged, though, it was implying that she was on her way to work that next morning. Yeah, it was almost like he wanted it to look, or somebody wanted it to look like she went missing leaving for work that morning. Right. When in reality, she had went missing the night before. I don't know. Somewhere in between Walgreens and wherever. Wherever he parked the car. Right, because she was there when they left the Walgreens and not there whenever he parked the car in that random spot before he even took it to the apartment. So the guy, I mean, in my opinion, he has to know something. He has to know something. Something. Well, anyway, tell us your theories. Send us emails. Write them on our Instagram. Message us wherever. um, And tell us what you think is going on here. But that's today's episode. We hope you liked it. Um, Don't forget to send your cases to the email, speakingofmissingpersons at gmail.com. Leave us five stars wherever you're listening. And, uh... Does anyone have any final thoughts about it? No. No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, we will see y'all back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.